second segment, but let's get to the other fairly impressive performance last night. The first quarter is a sign of things to come. Last time the Bulls played Houston, they won by 20, but it was not really impressive offensively, but for a 23-point second quarter. Well, the Bulls were pretty impressive. First quarter was good. Not as good as the second, believe it or not, but enjoy the first quarter highlights on senior night. They're going with their four seniors who were honored in the starting lineup. The only change, therefore, would be Shea Lambert at center, and she gets the first set. Chinecki is the non-senior out there. She drives, gets it out to Elisa Pinzon, of course, Sydney Harvey, the other guard, whips it over to Chinecki in the right corner with Betty Menunga as her power forward. First possession, and the non-senior takes a shot and misses it. Layla Blair had the board, but Sydney Harvey pries it from her. Now she feeds Betty Menunga underneath. What a forceful drive to the basket. Up and in, good stuff from Sidney Harvey. Tie up Blair, no whistle there. So now Hill drives on Leverett, whose defense has been great and continues to be great. It'll be Houston ball if she blocks it out of bounds. You know what's nice to see from the Bulls? They're trying to tie up the basketball. Instead of people tying them up, right, they're going for the basketball. Another wild shot. Hill gets the offensive rebound, swarmed by Monunga and Leverett. Janecki handles the ball. Wants to drive around. Oh, Blackshaw Fair gets it underneath. Scoop layup. That first step was the big step, and it's 4-2. Oh, the... The Houston defense, the help is really spread out, so there are holes in the middle of the Houston defense. Even though, though it's man-to-man, -man, the help is separated out in the lane. Chinecki recognizing that. Chinecki wants to drive in, out to Pinzon, open three, good. Good look by Elisa Pinzon. We said the first time these teams played, it was not the best part of the season shooting the basketball for USF, but Pinzon has turned it around. It's 9-4. to four. Oh, Pinzon's been just great the last three games in particular. She's done such a nice job. She looks a lot more confident than she was looking in that two-lane UCF kind of period of time. Don floats it over to Menunga, and who wants to drive in. Boy, she is determined tonight, misses the shot. And it'll be Houston ball, but I'm loving what I'm seeing from Betty. She's got six points, and that is a tricky pass. Somehow Dulcie catches it, puts it on the deck. She needs some help with five on the shot clock. Oh, There's her help. Not sure exactly how that was according to plan, but Betty Malunga put herself in the right spot. She's got another bucket. It's 13 to 4. Elena Chinecki, coast to coast. Quick find, and Chinecki is in one mindset tonight. Be aggressive, it's 15 to four. Perfect pass by Menunga from the sideline, leading Chinecki down the left lane, and Chinecki making Houston pay for that full court pressure that they're trying to put on the Bulls. Chinecki over to Maria with seven on the shot. Game clock, I'm sorry, drives in and lays it in. A aggressive move by Maria. Layla Blair will try and get one off of the buzzer and not. So, pretty solid quarter for the Bulls. Defensively, Houston missed its last six shots. And the Bulls lead it 17 to 6. We were talking about maybe this could be the game where they put it all together. So far, they are. And we, to quote Al Pacino, were just getting started. The second quarter was unbelievable. Really was something else to be able to bring it to you. The crowd was nearly 2,200 and really on its feet throughout the entire second quarter, metaphorically and sometimes physically. Jeff Scott was there with his daughter Savannah. I don't know if you saw the photo I tweeted out before the game. It was Coach Scott and Coach Fernandez and Michael Kelly and Savannah, and clearly the most important person in that photo, the star of the photo, was Savannah, Jeff Scott's daughter. And they were all, and everybody there was loving what we saw. We'll take you up to a point. Again, it was already 17-6, to pretty good first quarter. You can't start the second quarter much better than this. Over to Chinecki going up that time and knocking it down. She heard what the coaches told her. Elena Chinecki has seven, Manunga has eight, and by the way, two assists and three boards. And it's 20 to 6. So Chinecki is three points away from 1,000 oh. on her career. Fadeaway jumper that barely caught there. <laughs> and now Pinzon looks to roll with it over to Chinecki. That's the hot hand. She drives in on a shorter Erica Sidney. That's a big time advantage. And it's 22 to 6 bull. Young, nice little fadeaway jumper there, but misses. Houston is now 2 for 14. 
Pins on with a minute gone in the second quarter, and the Bulls rocking 22 to 6. Over into the corner for Maria Alvarez. Three. They are on fire. This is what we were talking about. The Bulls haven't played their best in a while. Guess what? You're listening to it right now. USF 25, Houston 6. Elena Chinecki obviously wanted to get to 1,000 points, and she would get there, but she would keep on moving and feeding with some incredible moves. Her teammate, Betty Menunga, here's the rest of the first half. Wow. Now Menunga flashes wide open. Foul line jumper, Noga. Dulce has position, though, gets the rebound over Lewis and misses the shot, but gets another chance and puts it up and in. Dulce Fankamangiadu didn't succeed the first time, but kept on trying, and it's 27-8. Blue pass the basket too fast, and Monunga grabs another rebound. She's in triple-double territory. Pins on up to Dulce right underneath. Great look for Elisa Pins on, and back-to-back -back scores. It's 29-8. to Dulce running the floor. That's one thing about Lewis. She can outrun Lewis down the floor. Bulls getting Every a time. good look there on the fast break, right? That's Houston did not get back. They go right back to Lewis, and she's trying to. Obviously, that was their goal, but misses that shot. Pins on the other way. Fast break. There's the miss by Chinecki, the fake, and the score. The Greek goddess for the Bulls has 1,000 career points, and it's 31 to 8. Houston calls a second timeout in two minutes. The fast break is too fast right now. 10 seconds on the shot clock. Chinecki decides to take it herself. Uh -huh. That's a pass to Manunga. Wasn't sure she was supposed to pass it, but that was glorious. <laughs> Opa! Know, it's 33 to 10. You just can't take the Opa out of Chinecki sometimes, right? She wants to make that pass. She's got great court vision like Maria Alvarez. Olive, more, more of that. Blair misses that one, and Chinecki pulls the rebound much faster than Jasmine Lewis. Gets by her, and Elena Chinecki doesn't want to stop at 1,000. She might get to 2,000 tonight. She it's might. It's 35 to 10. Ooh, she's on fire, and it's good to see, right? It's good to see after. She had kind of a couple kind of scrappy, rough, sketchy games with some turnovers, so it's good to see her back on it. Houston looks a little tired. You know, they were getting back. Initially, the first quarter of this game, they were getting back really well, stopping the break. Not now anymore. Now Dulce just overpowers and outspeeds Jasmine Lewis. And right now, I'm telling you, this would be a situation if the other side, you call timeout. They've already called two. Chinecki. Oh, that's a great look and a cut by Menunga. Chinecki, she might get a triple-double in this one, the way it's going. Now she's turning passer, give her four assists to make it 39-10. to Necky back out there, and nice little look to a wide-open Maria Alvarez. Three is going down today, folks. She made three against Houston the first time. She is now two for two today, and boy, does this team look great, 42-10. to Harvey lofts it up to Alvarez in the corner. And now she drops it to Shea Leverett. Fake and uh. rejected by the rim. What a pretty move. And nothing doing. Now they bring in Nard, a backup power forward, and she loses it. Pinzon with Williams to her right. Going to take a jumper and knock it down. Elisa Pinzon at her to the party. She's got five, six, and four, and it's 44 to 10. There's a screen, so the screener right there. Point. Backup point guard. Alvarez wide open for three. She's feeling it. Jose Fernandez gives it a look like, hey, could you have called a foul too? But Things are pretty much going the Bulls' way. It's 47 to 12. We're still in the first half. That went so high in the air. It took a minute, right? We were watching, watching. <laughs> Maria Alvarez will check out. Maria Alvarez By the way, a great quarter. 13 points in this half, which the Bulls lead 49 to 16. Maybe, you know, maybe one of the best quarters I've seen Maria Alvarez play. Just a really points. great quarter, a really great quarter. Great defensively, she was moving really smoothly on offense, doing a great job using every pick. When you don't miss, it also makes you look great. <laughs>
If you blinked, you might have missed that 13 nothing run that went from the 6.5-minute mark to the 2.5-minute mark and included two fast-break buckets. Leading up to that, three other fast-break buckets. So 10 of their first 27 points in the quarter were on the fast-break. 44-10 the score, and then 49-16 at halftime. How did that happen? We got a little bit of a hint from Danny Hughes, the assistant coach, in our halftime chat. Well, we got back to playing like we are uh thought we should have for a long time you know when the ball goes in you play a little different sometimes and we've hit some open shots we haven't done that but you know when we went on the road we didn't play well at Wichita State we missed a lot of shots we got down 11 at half and I think from that standpoint on we've been much better as a team we've been together we've been sharing the ball the ball moves now and when the ball moves good things happen now it's nice to think you can score 32 points in every quarter but not likely that's a 108 point pace 49 to 16 was a halftime score. Second half was right on 22 apiece as basically Houston came out. They did not even shoot at halftime. They came out with 30 seconds left on the clock. Obviously, the message was we're not hitting our shots. Let's at least put out good effort defensively. And they certainly did in this game. But offensively, just 12 for 49. Houston, which had gone 20 for 47 on threes in its last three games and had beaten Temple by 20 and SMU by 29. They were on the other end of it this time. 71-38, to 38, the final score. Chinecki ended up with 18 points, but just five of those in the second half. If the Bulls were in stat-padding mode, this would have been the night to do it. But Jose Fernandez had the entire bench emptied. Everybody played in this game. It was strange because it was senior night, and Sidney Harvey only scored one point. She did not make a three in two attempts, and that's going to have to change. Unfortunately, Maria Alvarez will not replay the highlight. It happened a couple of minutes into the fourth quarter on a drive to the basket. You can even see the reaction of the Houston players, Cameron Jones, who basically was the defender that stopped Alvarez. She had a little bit of a tough stop with her knee. You'll hear us talk about it on the replay if you want to. Immediately showed concern, as did everybody. It's just wild how it was such a raucous night, and then everything was completely quiet. We would imagine it's a pretty bad injury to her left knee. Two years ago, Maria suffered a torn ACL, and her immediate reaction being there was like someone who was thinking, oh, no, not again. Let's hope it's not the case and hope to have a positive update, but you got to imagine that she won't be able to play. She scored 14 points last night. It was tremendous, 3 of 3 on three-point shooting. Manungo was the second-leading scorer with 16 points and added 10 rebounds for USF. Ended up shooting right on 50% from the game after hitting above 60% in the first half. Obviously, that pace slowed, but still, the work was done in that first half. The final score was 71-38. to Bulls had to win and or have Tulane get beat by Wichita State to claim the number two seed for the conference tournament. Turns out Tulane did get beat last night, and that really didn't relate to the Bulls so much as it might Tulane's chances of getting an at-large for the NCAA tournament. That ends their nine-game winning streak. Wichita State got them by a point in overtime. So after all is said and done, UCF, of course, the number one seed. The Bulls, as the number two seed, will play at 7 o'clock on Tuesday night against the winner. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be Memphis because that's the one team that the Bulls didn't play this year. They were supposed to early in the season, but due to COVID reasons, never made it up. That was the one conference game that didn't get made up. And that's who is in line to play the Bulls. Now, East Carolina is the 10 seed and, as we know, has every chance to beat Memphis. But those teams will play Monday at 4 o'clock. The other Monday matchups on the Bulls' side of the bracket, number 6, Houston. They were actually in a three-way tie with SMU and Temple. But those two teams end up as the 4 and the 5 with Houston dropping to the 6. So 6 Houston versus 11 Cincinnati. Winner gets Tulane. 
and on that Bulls half of the bracket, they'll get the winner between Memphis and East Carolina. UCF will, of course, get the first round by and play the 8-9 winner. That's Tulsa and Wichita. And then SMU and Temple are the other two teams that get the first round by. It all begins with three games on Monday, then the quarterfinals Tuesday. Next Wednesday are the semifinals. The Bulls will play at 7, and the championship game is at 9 o'clock next Thursday night. So the Bulls finish up 5-0. and Is there any doubt that they'll make the NCAA tournament? No, but Jose Fernandez was asked about it. Do you think you're in the NCAA? That's oh, yeah, now. there's no question. It would be a travesty if we wouldn't be in. But, again... You know, if you remember those 07-year, 09-year, I don't know. We've been on the wrong side of the bubble four times. But I think we've controlled what we can control. We we went out and, and scheduled one of the best schedules in the entire country. We challenged this group. They did what they were supposed to. You know, now you have all these metrics with the net, the offensive efficiency, the defensive efficiency. Whether you RPI before with strength of schedule, you know, your opponent's strength of schedule, and whether you won or lost games. We've won games. We've won 22 of them. That's pretty good. And I don't know. We got a we got a lot of top 100 wins and two top 25 wins. So if you put a blind resume on, I, you know, I'm, I don't have to. I don't think I got a politic for this group. Now we can't can't go to the conference tournament and go lay an egg the first round. That would have to be a rather large egg because the Bulls, even if they were to lose, frankly, I'll be honest. I don't know if they could win the conference tournament and it would change their seeding that much. So losing a game should, by the same token, not hurt them. It might drop them towards that double-digit seed line, but we'll worry about that next week. After last night, I'd have a hard time envisioning them dropping their first game, which is, again, next Tuesday. Here's a little of Elena Chinecki, Miss 1000 Point Club. It's okay. I mean, I've been working hard, and that's just a, just a motivation for me to go harder. It's like an uh, achievement that it can only can only take me farther. Chinecki ends up leading the Bulls with 13.9 points per game. Dulce Fankamengiadu ended up being the second leading scorer for the regular season. 11.2 points and 7.6 rebounds. Betty Manunga averaged a double-double with 11 points and 11.3 rebounds, and the Bulls win their last five games. The men's basketball team right now sitting in the last spot in the conference. They have two more games to try and up their standing. And if they can continue their momentum from that Cincinnati game on Saturday night, it should be a fun one tonight. It'll be a late one tonight at the Yingling Center for TV purposes. The Bulls game against Memphis is a 9 o'clock start and kind of a different senior night. One of the guys that's only been here for one year, and this is something that Brian Gregory many lamented even early in the season was that they were only going to have Javon Green for the one season but boy what an addition to the team he has been so it's not the place that he matriculated through but still some fond memories of Javon and maybe he'll create some more tonight against a Memphis team that is 17 and 9 11 and 5 they're near the top 40 now as far as net ranking goes so they have gotten themselves into the NCAA tournament conversation they won at Houston and that was the game that did the trick but they've also been taking care of matters. This is ever since a three-game losing streak that had them on the wrong side, in fact, not even sniffing the bubble. But then they got it back with wins against Tulsa, East Carolina, UCF, Tulane, which was at one point third in the league. Then they go to Houston and win, go to Cincy, follow that up. Their only loss, basically, in their last nine games is against SMU. They could be looking forward to the end of the regular season, which is Sunday, because they host Houston in a big CBS game. But... 
I'm going to doubt that. Can't focus on one guy, although their big man underneath is scary, Jalen Duran, the freshman averaging 12 points and 7.5 and rebounds. But they have six players all averaging at least nine points a game, and he's the top at the 12 mark. 8.30 is the mark for the pregame tonight with Jim Lighthall and Joey Johnston.